Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another film episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hubberton, and I just swallowed a frog. I hope it wasn't an ancestor. <laughs> <laughs> Who's with me tonight? Red Fox. And I'm Kendall. Welcome back, both of you. Thank you, thank you. Kendall, where can people find you at? So you can find everything I do at kendallcast.ninja. I do a bunch of podcasts. That's what we called music is a song by song review of the that's of the now that's what we call music catalog. Movie Roundtable is pretty accessible too. It's just a monthly. Yes, it is. My buddies and I get together and and talk about movies and much much more. So go there and do the thing. This movie's amazing. It's oh my gosh, I love this movie so much. <laughs> All right, so we are here to talk about God, what 1993's 93. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three. Is it Turtles in Time as part of the title? Because that showed up on no, Netflix. It's, it's okay. not official. All right. It did show up on Netflix because I thought well, it... not in the actual, like, it showed up somewhere, not in the movie. But like when you search it, it says Turtles in Time. Mm. I guess Let's the tagline was says. the Turtles are back in time. Yeah, uh, it's just, IMDb calls it just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. And okay, it doesn't I have, I mean, I, I haven't played the game. Also, that's criminal. IMDb says it's a 4.8 out of 10. That is a 4.8 out of 5, maybe. <laughs> this movie's not that good. <laughs> this movie is amazing. It is one of the best movies I've seen all year. So, Rich, as our turtle expert for games my mom found, what was your first experience with this movie? Did you watch it back in the day? Uh, yeah, I definitely did. I had um, all three movies on VHS back then, uh, you know, with the cool Burger King commercials at the start of them. No, I, this is out of all three the one I watched the least. We'll we'll get into why, but yeah, it it wasn't one that was a go-to for me. I can't understand why. <laughs> I don't remember seeing this as a kid. I know I did, like I vaguely remember it, but I don't have much of a recollection. And I can't even remember if I watched this like five years ago or ten years ago when I watched all the movies again. But I did watch it this last week, and I came I came out of it not the way I expected. I'll tell you this: the like G- the VHS box. It was kind of eye-catching. It had uh, like a bright yellow, and then all four turtles on the front, a scepter with the samurai helmets mm-hmm. on, part of the garb. I mean, it was it was very eye-catching, but when you turn it on, that's another story. <laughs> what about you, so, Kendall? So, first of, all, first of all, since you brought up the VHS, I, I meant to watch this on VHS, but I, but I didn't. I have this on VHS. I can't remember if it's this one or, or the first one that has... Peter, Paul, and Mary's watching the dandelions grow as a Pizza Hut commercial at the beginning. <laughs> um, but that song and that, like, that was one of the first songs where I was like, that song's like me. Like, because I was in Little League and I played right field. And, you know, anyway, so so this movie was, so it was the first one that came out. I was born in 1987. Same as me. Perfect, perfect age for... For Ninja Turtles, I mean, literally, like the 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 cartoon series launched like a month after I was born because it launched at the end of of eighty seven. So, like, some of my earliest memories are are related to Ninja Turtles. I remember going to my ba- staying at the babysitter's house while my little sister was born and singing the singing the Ninja Turtles theme song. That's that's how ingrained Ninja Turtles was into my early childhood. But I can understand that. I remember watching I'm I'm pretty sure I was watching Power Rangers and seeing the first TV spot for Ninja Turtles 3 and it was awesome. 
Yeah, this, yeah, this, uh, oh my gosh, this movie is so great. Uh, so, <laughs> so important. I had, I had one and three on VHS and then I would constantly borrow two from my next door neighbor. And, and so I watched these movies just over and over and over again. And then, but I haven't, I mean, I, I basically, you know, I don't rewatch movies very much as an adult. And so it had probably been five or six years since I saw this probably, I, I know that I got I got the whole set on on DVD and definitely watched through that a couple of times in like the like you know early early 2010s. Uh, I my I I, de- my I definitely have watched this with my wife, so that means that I watched it since 2009. But I haven't revisited it a bunch. And man, so many jokes that went right over my head as a kid. But like in like the comedic timing, the action, the like. This the self awareness of how silly the plot is. Oh this yeah, this movie is this movie is so <laughs> great. I love when when they're when they're getting ready to go back in time, and Michelangelo is the only one that realizes that they're not wearing any clothes, and so they don't want the people to show up naked. So we should wear so we should wear shorts. And then Splinter says, "We don't have time for this scientific debate." Like that is such a great line. We don't have time for that for the scientific debate. Like it's Has such you got a anything for that. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I do actually. Michelangelo with the shorts, that whole scene right there was the start of me actually enjoying it, and 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 that was like, wow, maybe I can enjoy more out of this movie because I, as a kid, I didn't give a damn. <laughs> so that right there opened the door for me, and I will say that Michelangelo throughout the rest of the movie was the star to me. That yes. made it tolerable. That made it fun for me. He's funny, and like the lines in this movie are just hilarious too. And like the short thing was funny, like when he's putting on shorts and they're just looking at him, like what the fuck. But and then they, when they do show up after they jump through time, the guys are all naked. <laughs> right, right, yeah, they're in their they're in their in their underwear. Which so this is my my head the head cannon thing that I that I realized this time through, and it works because of all the convoluted techno babble. So it's so they establish that it has to be equal mass. And they've established that like some of your personal effects come with you. April's April's Walkman and then everybody's swords and weapons, you know, come come with them. But they but they also they switch clothes. So it does make sense that since the since the Ninja Turtles like have some bulk on them, that some clothes would trans would would transport with the with the people because they, you know, to in order to create that equal mass. I don't know so, if that that toga or whatever that is would really equal, you know, equal mass. But I guess it's it's an acceptable explanation. Well, like or the fact that when they do when they switch with the honor guard, they have armor on. But when they switch back, they're not wearing armor. Therefore, their mass would not be nearly the same. Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, no, the, but the armor doesn't move. The armor doesn't doesn't go doesn't doesn't go forward. In okay, time. so you're telling me a guy weighs as much as a giant mutant turtle? I mean, roughly, <laughs> and the and and it. I mean, because the mutant turtles, I think that, I mean, I think there is an implication, even though the suits literally are, are like, you know, extra big because it's a guy in a suit. There is an implication that, that there are turtles. So they're probably a little bit smaller, you know, and they might be, they might be, uh, they might not be as dense, you know, just like, you you know, sometimes, sometimes like, you know, a man and a woman will like have like a similar build, but the man will weigh heavier because the bone density is heavier. So you know, it's, it's close enough that it works in a kid's movie and it's a good enough explanation. And, and they're also like, I just love, I just love all the explanation, all the 
explanations at the beginning. Cause it's like, it's such a, it's such a, an easy concept for a kid to understand that like, you know, it's a, a person goes back in time and a per- and switches places with the person in the present and they dis- and they don't take their clothes with them. Like that's a pretty easy thing for a four-year-old or a five-year-old to understand, but like a nerd needs that explanation, <laughs> you, you know? Yeah. And, and so they, and so they, so they do, they put it there. They put it there just for, just for me. I did like that. They tried to explain it, whether it, it really made sense or not. <laughs> It doesn't, <laughs> it, it doesn't need to. This is a show about about turtles that that got hit by a by by an ooze and and turned into and turned into obnoxious teenagers. Yeah, turtles they, that they live in the sewer. Turtles. I can't remember. The rest it, of it. They didn't have to explain it at all, but I did. I did enjoy that they tried. And even like when Kenshin came over from the past and he's speaking English, and I was like, hmm, are they going to explain that? Uh, that there's the English traders. That has to be it. And then they exactly explain it as that. I was like, okay, good. They tried. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I, I appreciated that it always found a way to do some of that stuff where all oh, like this is why this is happening. Like, oh, this is why mm-hmm. this is happening. Like, they, I appreciate the fact they made an effort, even though they didn't have to. Like, you know, they, every oh, is this the same April actor as the one in number two? In two, yeah, it's the same. Okay. One. I know it's not the same one from the original movie because she didn't come back ever. Right. They didn't like her, right? Is what what it was? Well, they they say she was hard to work with. Okay. Maybe she wanted more money also. Yeah, I don't know. I would know. I would know if I'd have seen the second half of that documentary I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> the one that you were watching on purpose for this episode? Yeah. Well, I was, I mean, it was obviously a, a, an afterthought. I, I, I always, when I do these kinds of shows, I always do like a little bit of extra of, you know, I watched some extra stuff and I was, I, I think I was at what I was actually checking to, to see was like, if there were any, like of the, like, I know there've been like straight to DVD Ninja Turtles movies, um, or like one or a okay. couple, but there's turtles forever. And then there's the Batman turtles movies. I think turtles forever is the one that I was thinking of, I, which yes. I did was like doing some very, very, although I didn't, since I didn't know what it's called, I just was like kind of poking around the streaming services and I stumbled on the documentary. So watch that instead yeah you can't find that that on streaming anywhere okay well i i'll know that for next time well you can but not on legal places let's just say (laughs) yeah yeah turtles turtle stuff is sometimes harder to find but anyway (laughs) so i mean this was a movie that like the only reason we're doing this is because each year we have done one of the other turtles films so i'm like well it's, it's time to cover this this movie and like all the hatred of this movie has and i went into it with such a low expectation and then even my wife was like, I'm not going to watch that. This movie's stupid. I'm like, yep, you're right. And I'm watching it and I just start laughing. Like we were saying the way the turtles interact with each other, like they start, I think early scene you see is them dancing and it's just hilarious. And also Casey Jones comes back. Oh, mm-hmm. and I was 34 years old when I realized that Casey Jones and Witt are the same actor. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Didn't we talk about this before? <laughs> no, I don't know. We, I had never realized I've seen this movie before years and I never realized Casey Jones is the same actor. Cause they even make a comment like, Man, you look familiar to the guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She says, she says, Casey. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely the same. And he doesn't even have, I love that he like half the time doesn't even have the act, doesn't even have an accent. Like he practically is just the, the Casey Jones Brooklyn accent. I kind of, like I do, I actually do kind of wish that they had not cut his hair and given him a beard because it, it would have been nice if it was a little more obvious that that was him. Yeah. Cause I, I can only recognize it not been 34. Most kids, well, yeah, most kids, you know, they would have gotten it more if he had at least had the hair. Yeah. 
Cause like, I remember, I remember like watching it as a kid and it's like, I knew that I was supposed to, I knew that she thought he looked like Casey. Like I could kind of tell that, but like it's, he doesn't, he does, he's too good of an actor. Like he's clearly playing a different character and his hair is different and has got the different facial hair. And I mean, the older I get, all, all white people look the same. You are white, so, by the way. <laughs> y- yes, yes, I'm I'm white, so I'm allowed to say that. But the funny thing to me was that, like, you know, people always make that Superman reference, like, oh, people wouldn't be able to tell Superman. No, I completely believe if you put glasses on the guy and you're not expecting to be, like, this is another example. I wasn't expecting, even the same movie, I wasn't expecting the same act to be playing two different parts, and then my brain just did not. Like, I wouldn't think just because one scene, Casey Jones has long hair, the only difference is short hair and facial hair, and I couldn't tell the difference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he looks he looks real he looks real different. But it was it's cool to see him back because they took him out of two because he was too violent and one, which is not that a good is, movie. That is what I heard too. I, I wish he had maybe a little more of a prominent role, whether it was, you know, hanging out the the samurai back home or even in this. Like even in that that past character, he played a very backseat role only to come to the forefront near the end, which makes sense for storyline, but even then I, I just wish he had more of a integrated role i guess it would have been think, nice to see him do more i think casey jones is is somebody that he's one of, he's one of these characters that will show up in a ninja turtles thing you know so that you can check him off the list but a lot of times is underutilized i think in the first i think in the first movie at least my i haven't watched the first movie in a, in a few years but my memory of it he's um he's he's got a, a decent enough role in that he does he's very um, involved he in the first movie. A- and Man, oh, I, I need Turner. to revisit the. I need well, to tries. revisit the. He pushes the. No, he, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. He he pushes the. He's like, oops, and he does the trash crusher thing. That's first degree murder, Casey. <laughs> I, justified, justified. <laughs> yeah. So he commits. I mean, again, he commits murder. <laughs> you know, oops, <laughs> hit a button on a trash compactor, and you know, With knowingly it. knowing something's in it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, that's yeah, yeah, like, attempted murder at least. Since Shredder didn't die. I, I haven't, and I, I, I haven't revisited, I don't know. I haven't revisited the second movie, but the second movie I feel like has a lot in it that is like disappointing. You know, the, the Bebop and Rocksteady characters, uh, Toka, Toka and Razor, and then they turn out to be babies and the, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. the Shredder, the, the super Shredder, like just is kind of nothing. It is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, ends yeah. as fast as it begins. But in this, I really felt like, I really felt like the, the, the action, you know, the action paid off. I mean, yes, no, they all swing their swords around and nobody stabs anybody. And they do hit in this one. Yeah. Yeah. But, but there's Donatello I mean, beats the hell out of people with that yes. bow staff in this one. Right. Right. There's some, there's definitely some, some fight, some fights that I thought were, you know, at least on par with like the good power ranger fights. Which you know that's a that's a compliment because if you watch those first couple seasons of Power Rangers, the the fight scenes are really good. Yeah, they kick. Any ass. comment, Rich? They, they kick ass, man. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> so so like I felt like this one either either they didn't have as much. I mean I don't know anything about the behind the scenes, but the sense that I got was that they did either they didn't have as much studio meddling or they had figured out how to do what they wanted to do without you know and 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 still you know have it be. Com- do you know? Do what the studio would let them do, but have it be you know done in a compelling way or or, or whatever. You know they figured something out, and and the and the visuals and the action in this were were great. 
I yeah, there's uh, wonder. There's three movies shit. in at this point, so they, they, they probably knew what they could and couldn't do and how right. far they can push. Right, right. Like who was sitting around and thought it was a good idea? Like we're gonna do a time travel movie. Like, I don't, it's just an odd concept for turtles, I think. Well, here, here's the issue I have with it. Now, you could have done so much with it. I mean, look what they did with the actual game of Turtles in Time. A lot of recognizable characters, a lot of people you would know. In this one, and I think this is where, where it killed killed it for me as a kid, and I think it might have hurt uh, a lot of others when they watched it as kids, is because there's the, the characters weren't recognizable. At least the villains no. weren't recognizable. The that villains part. aren't. They're just characters. Like I, I appreciate the historical aspect of there being an Englishman trading guns with the Japanese to fight in the war. Like I appreciate that part. Sure, as adults, we appreciate timing. that more. Yeah, but I mean, it's just—I mean, to me, when I remember seeing this as a kid, I remember it being stupid. But at the same time, it's kind of like it had some dark moments. Like they put April, when April goes back in time, they put her in a cage and put her up above a hole. <laughs> so- so you guys really didn't like this as a kid. Like it's not no. even like it's not even like you were disappointed with it in your adolescence or or what or 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 I don't um, remember. Cause because like I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like this is like if you you know if you watch this as a five-year-old, it's 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 pretty great. Now I'm only looking at your real name, but you introduced yourself as a pseudonym that and starts with R. Yeah, Red Fox or Red, Rich, Red, whatever you want. Red Fox. How how old are you? Just just to give us just to get a sense of what because you talk about seeing it as a kid. What what age are we talking about as a kid? I'm 34. Okay, so you're the same age as, as Mike and I. Okay, as yeah. both of you. Yeah. I still think you're crazy. Like <laughs> like I feel like I feel like every every kid that I knew loved this movie. Uh, maybe remember. in your region, maybe it was a regional thing. I, I couldn't tell you, but I thoroughly enjoyed one and two. If I had one and two, I had no reason to enjoy three as, mm-hmm. as much or more. Those were pulled off way better in my opinion. See, because I feel like when I was a kid, the newest one was always the best one of anything. So, yes. so three was, so as a kid, three was my favorite. I, I think as an adult, the first one uh, has a little more depth. So, so I, so I would say that, it, that, that that's, that one is my favorite, but like going back in time, I mean, where else are you going to go besides feudal Japan? If you're with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like, like, I don't care about the French revolution or like, uh, uh, the caveman times or prehistoric, uh, hey, Godzilla, I, prehistoric times, I mean... Godzilla times. <laughs> if you get slash, I'm all on board. I don't care. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I and and I mean, there were because they hung out in the one time period, you were able to have some more. You were able to have some more characters. I liked that they have the the little the little boy Yoshi, which I always think is a little girl until they <laughs> say he's a boy halfway through the movie. He uh, works. He, he's, yeah, but uh he, he uh, really does work. I, I, I want to say that like the whole like all the aspect of, of them getting to town, you know, getting to the past and then getting split up between the, t- the two different groups where Mikey gets left behind because mm-hmm. he runs off in the separate. Mine doesn't mind. even have a head. Oh, I love that line so much. Yeah, why, did he, why did he show up backwards? Was the was this was this the, the, the honor guard guy riding his horse backwards or, or what? What happened? Did it? <laughs> That made him source. That would be that my. made guess. him show up backwards. It doesn't make any sense, but it's so great. <laughs> and then it, it doesn't have a steering wheel. Oh my god. Oh, yeah, those, okay, god. those jokes were funny. I don't. I, I just Star can't remember much as a kid. I just remember not liking this movie as a kid. But I don't think I saw it when it first came out. I think I saw it later. 
I just don't remember a whole lot. Oh man. Oh man. And then like later in the movie when they're, when they're learning to ride the horses and Leonardo can just like do it. That's like the first time in any Ninja Turtles piece of media where Leonardo has a characteristic that actually, aside from people saying he's a, the leader where he like actually has like a defining characteristic. And, and then, uh, and then <laughs> is, I think it's Donnie and Mikey are looking at him. Like, Sometimes I hate that guy. And it's like, I, I hate Leonardo too. I like Leo a lot. <laughs> he's, he's the, he's the one that I do. I mean, probably because I see too much of myself in him, but, uh, I, I I see him as the he's the Cyclops of the group. He's the guy that that they always say is the leader, but they don't do a good job of demonstrating why he's the leader. Other than media, yeah. other than that, he says that they should listen to Splinter. I mean, they do in the con in the movies. No, not at all. Comics and other stuff. Yes, but I not in the movies. I mean, in the first issue of the Eastman and Laird comic, they're all kind of just interchangeable. They have no character. They're, they have no characterization. I, I know that bandanas and no color. And yeah. yeah, I know that, I know that like, like later on, later on, they've, I mean, there's a million incarnations. And so there are, I know there's the, the current TV show has him like that. He's the one that asked to be the leader and that's why he's the leader. But they've done that, but like growing up when we're talking about, you know, when we're talking about seeing this as a as a five, six, seven, eight year old, <laughs> you know, when when I when I was watching this movie over and over again and when I was watching the TV show and everything, you know, and then also watching animated X-Men where, man, that nine that X-Men 92 <laughs> TV show makes out makes Cyclops be the biggest dick. Yeah, but it's not, don't go watch it. Like, again. It is. It is it's a great show. It's a great show, but it's the reason that everybody our age loves Wolverine. Because the thing about they write Wolverine really well and Cyclops not so much. Agreed. But the other thing about this movie that I that I thought that I didn't notice, at least I have no recollection of, and I'm wondering, Rich, when I say this, I'm wondering if you had any recollection of this, is I never put together how many comment or quotes they take from old films in this movie. And to me, I'm like this perfectly makes sense because there are a bunch of turtles that are hiding underground. Because they're in the sewers, they're trying not to be exposed after one and two, so they're just watching movies and they have cable. Right, yeah, I guess I never fully thought about it, but that's a good point. Like, there's there's one scene where April cuts her skirt, or the, the dress thing she's wearing from Japan, and, you know, you see her legs and they go, swing! And I was laughing because it didn't mm. come off as, like, the stupid turtle Michael Bay movie where, oh, my shell's getting tight! It didn't come off as, of, I'm horny for April, it came off as, this is what they this is what the movie we should do because of the movie we saw on TV. And well, I, I just was like, I was like, wow. Cause, and I had, you know, cause I'd seen that a million times, but I had not, I don't think I, that I had seen, I, I, I mean, I know that I had seen Wayne's world and then what, and then watched this after seeing Wayne's world. But, but like, for some reason I, I had not made the, the connection. <laughs> it's like, that's a pretty also, also, um, I don't know if you guys caught this, but when um, Kenshin first shows up, one of them says, how'd you get into April's pants? <laughs> yeah, I caught. <laughs> I was laughing at that one. Oh, that's not. I mean, again, that was a joke that as a kid, you would, would go right over your head. But as an adult, like, that's funny. And then the other one, the other one that uh, that I'm not sure whether this was supposed to be a like an adult joke was when. Kenshin gets mad and throws the and throws the teacup and breaks. Uh, Casey says, maybe you should try decaf. And then a, a second later, he says, maybe you should try an herbal. 
Yeah, and I was like, hmm, is he I suggesting that they should be smoking pot? That's the way I took it. Yeah, I, okay. I couldn't I tell because I mean, because it could be herbal tea, but right. but it was like, or or maybe maybe that was a very subtle a very subtle pot reference in yeah, a, a G rated in a G rated movie from the early nineties. Well, that I mean, in the early nineties, I don't think whatever pot was this was as I, mean, I, I was very unaware of pot at that time. Well, when we were that young, I mean, yeah, we, at then when we I was, yes, when I was a four year, when I was a five year old, I, I, I had not smoked pot yet. I had <laughs> not, not even a single time. I hadn't even tried it. I've only, I've only done, I haven't done it in a while. But it's just, it's one of those, I've it's one of those things where respect. I really thought about that, but that's probably what it, I mean, it could have definitely been a reference that there's so many references in this, in this. Hey, Rich, did you have like a favorite movie reference that made you laugh this fight, this watch through? Almost anything Michelangelo says. I mean, him on the horse backwards, as we discussed already. I mean, hilarious to me. It really was. And I, I love when they have the the helmets on because then they, you know, it disguises their faces so people don't realize they're turtles and think they're just humans. And it's just funny. Yeah. Like they're the honor guard. And at one point, like, oh, I got the honor guard. They're here. They're here. And they go underneath the truck and hang on to the underside of the truck to hide. I'm like, this is funny. It shouldn't okay, be, but this is funny. It's PG. It's PG for the for the record. Okay. Um, I just, I don't know, so much of it worked. But I was think. happy to see they use their weapons, Ashley. Like, I mean, like we were saying, Donatello kicks ass with people. Ashley, he I mean, they so much ass in this movie. Really, only he uses weapon, but still, they yeah. use their weapons more. They're not using yo-yos and baseball bats mm-hmm. and other random mm-hmm. shit. I don't know. Yeah, and some of those, I, I, I some of those hits, I'm like, like, like in the, in the scene where the scene where I noticed it the most was when the when the rebels show up and they have their little their little fight before they team up. In the, at the waterfall like, at the what yeah like That's i was i really noticed like he just broke that dude's neck yeah he was like, landing in <laughs> like this was this was very like and just knowing that like in five minutes they're all going to be friends like i i really hope that he didn't seriously injure anyone any of them unfortunately uh, they have the you know they have the best in modern medical technology of the 17th century i mean they're getting their ass like you the kicks they do um, you, you're not going to survive that some of those kicks mm. especially by a giant mutant turtle <laughs> <laughs> i don't think you're gonna be okay yeah but it was yeah, cool i, I don't know. think even two they kicked as much in two i think in two they fought like more comedic mm-hmm. yeah it's been yeah. a while though since i watched yeah. two so, a year to be honest but for the podcast so i don't it, really remember i just but that was something that kind of stuck out with me with this one's like you know they're actually kicking they're actually really fighting these people and they're fighting guards constantly with swords and they do a pretty good job of kicking people's asses like they don't get beat up in this movie like they do in other movies like they do in one and two. Oh man which nice. oh man the uh when they go in this when they go into the old timey sewer and it's like they got they get in the mud they're in the mud and they're like they go it's like you could have landed in a big old pile of, I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, the way I took it is I wrote in my notes at first, like, that should have been a latrine. Because that's what it would have been. There was no sewers that we would have led into after all the shit would have went to. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there were, maybe there were, like, I, I, I do know that people, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's Japan. I don't know my <laughs> Japan history. I know. I just, but, when I see castles, I, I know a, a little bit. But I don't <laughs> <laughs> later, PG-13 later he literally shit. dumps the pot, the bucket of crap into the into the thing uh, right in their face. Oh, that and fat guy was funny though. Oh yeah, like okay. that's another scene that I felt like this whole scene of like the way they're putting people in cages. You have people in the background are all chained up. I'm like, this is not friendly in any shape or so, form. Right, right. This is supposed to be a kids' movie, and they relentlessly talk about his weight. 
every time he's on screen. <laughs> I know. And I love it when they finally come and they break and they break in there later to get April out or whenever they do. And he sees them. He thinks they're demons because they're like, Kappa, Kappa. Because they look like, I guess, turtles look like demons in Japan. I mean, I would be, I would freak out if, if he I goes saw inside the giant mutated <laughs> turtles. How else could, could they rationalize it at that time? I mean, it's got to be demons, right? Humanoid walking turtles. I mean, it's got to be demons. <laughs> no, I agree with that. It's just funny when he puts himself in the cage, has the rope, and then puts him, you know, puts himself up to get away. And it, well, they bring it up. Oh, I can't believe he's lifting himself. Can't up. believe he's lifting himself up. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I just uh, like everybody makes fun of him. Even like the other, the stupid Englishman, like Niles. That guy's making fun of him too. Calling him like everyone's just calling this guy. Fat. And that guy isn't in the best shape. <laughs> he doesn't no. look the best. <laughs> I love I love Niles. I love the I love the the bandits being like like idiots. Idiots, yeah. It definitely oh, works. Man. They're later being ruthless and, and intelligent. It, it they really played off of them well. Yeah. Oh, Walker man. was a good villain. He was. I mean, I, I also from the historical aspect, I like the idea of the Englishman working with with the Japanese and well, not really working with them, but trying to sell them weapons and like mm. you know getting involved because that's how they got guns originally were from I think the English. I, yeah, I, I think, I think gen, general, yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a real, a really a rock solid villain. You know, when they burn that, when they're burning the village, that's like, I was like, man, that's dark. If you re- if you understand what's going on. Mm, yeah. I also like when they lock Mikey up in the food storage spot, there's just food mm. everywhere. I, mean, I just found that funny. They didn't have a cell. So just throw them where we put our food. So that is one thing that, that did bother me, not where they locked him up, but that Mikey, again, the star of the movie for me had to take a back seat. He had to warm the bench for how long when he could have been out there delivering lines better than the other turtles any day of the week. <laughs> that bothered me a little bit. Yeah, he shouldn't have been the one that they put away. But I guess they just Hey, this is the first movie where Raphael didn't get his ass beat, I think, right? They gotta do they gotta do it with they gotta have they gotta have one of the turtles get separated from the rest of the turtles. That's just that's just how these that's just how these movies work. Because if they're all working together perfectly, then nothing can stop them. So so the only way to the only way to to stop them is to separate them. Right. And I, I wish they would have maybe took a different turtle, threw him in a cell and like take Leo, get him out of the equation for a bit. Their leader's gone. They got to figure stuff out and they end up pulling it off. You got Mikey's humor. It all works out. Who, uh, wh- I forget who goes into a coma in the first movie. Is it Leo or Raphael? It's Raph. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Your Leo turtle. gets kidnapped in the next movie. In 2007. Yeah. Okay. I can't. I haven't seen it in a long time. But yeah, you just did it rewatch it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just part of the turtle thing, I guess. But I, I agree with you. I would have rather had Mikey more because Mikey was the one that was making all the freaking jokes. Like, there's even a, there's a Terminator joke at some point where something like, I'll be back. There was a Dirty Harry joke. When T2 is like the year before that, right? 92? Hey, they did have cable. So I, can, <laughs> I can buy it. That's my favorite. My favorite reference was the callback to... Uh, was, the, was the callback to to blue hawaii where he says you know you know i oh like elvis in blue hawaii i saw it <laughs> on cable i i i love that I, yeah uh splinter splinter like being like he's he's the wise old man but he's also a little bit eccentric because he's been like at least the turtles like go out and fight crime every once in a while splinter just stays home the whole time he doesn't leave yeah. that he doesn't leave his sewer yeah. so one of the only jokes in in two in the 2007 movie splinter walks in and sees you know and sees them all eating breakfast and says something wise and he's like okay now i am going to go watch my stories or uh, no he says if anyone needs me i'll be watching my stories that's what he says and then he leaves the room okay 
Uh, one of the only jokes in that in that movie, but uh, still a great one. Splinter's Splinter's comedic timing is 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 excellent in all the movies. Also, in in, in this movie with Turtles Three, like just them fighting humans, like they're not. I mean, they always fight humans, but they're not fighting foot soldiers. They're just fighting you know peasants for a good chunk of the movie. Then they're fighting guards and they're fighting the I men. Like also, like the way that the guns are portrayed and the cannons. I mean, I thought that was just interesting because again, it fits the era, but it's just kind of funny because muskets are not weak either. <laughs> muskets mm-hmm. would murder them. Right, right. Well, they never, they never, they never get, get hit. I mean, you have that one part with uh, Raph. I think the only time you ever see Raphael use his size or when he throws his size at, at the at the girl with the bow. I think it's the only time you ever see it. Yeah, yeah. They don't they don't let him use them very often because yeah. there's there's no way to use them without being very violent. <laughs> right. Yeah. The, you know, same thing with the swords. You know, he uses the only time he uses a sword is to cut off the the top knot of the of the daimyo, which. Which, by the way, I know know that I know what that means because everybody has been complaining that in Book of Boba Fett he calls himself the Daimyo, uh, and they're like, "Why? Why did you choose? Why did you randomly choose the name of a leader of feudal Japan?" I watched Turtles um, three too many times. Yeah, there is there is significance to cutting off the top knot. Yes, in, in history. In, in in that culture uh cuz he does he does it in it happens in seven samurai the the main the main the or not the main the it's, first, a, it's a sign of the disrespect the first samurai cuts his top knot off in order to trick someone into thinking that he's not a samurai uh in in seven samurai oh, uh, what were you going to say rich oh uh when raf is using his size it's primarily defensively you see mm-hmm. him blocking a lot of a lot of swings a lot of like in all those fights. Like in the first movie, they let him use his size offensively. Yeah, not really. Not in any of the movies, really. He oh. loses one of them. There's that. Gets very mad about it and then goes and sees the movie. Goes yeah, to I think he mostly do kicks in this movie, which is which is fine. Like I get it; it's a kids movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, the only really the only criticism I had of the movie was that like the was that sometimes as an as an adult you watch it and you're like somebody should have gotten stabbed <laughs> like not not everybody you know you need you do kind of need in something like this you kind of need robots or monsters or something for your protagonists to actually be able to yeah to like Can i just to say like murder. how weak this army is of, 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 the Jap- of japanese soldiers like none of they can't freaking fight i mean they outnumber these four turtles and they get their ass handed to them even by the peasants they get beat up they're not very good army they are not a good soldiers well there's not that many of them right because it's i mean the the whole the whole the the whole thing of i don't know like i kind of i mean my my entire perception of 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 this is on of of what feudal japan is like is ruroni kenshin and seven samurai (laughs) but but like but like i think the idea is you have a handful of a relative handful of 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 warriors i mean literally the king's or the the daimyo's honor guard, like his like his top four warriors, have all gotten sent away. So his best, you know, the best of the best are gone, and then he's got kind of the rest of his men, like a few dozen. And then you've probably got like hundreds of peasants who are you know su- subjugated and have finally realized that they can ri- that they have it that they can just rise up and fight. Can I just um, say how funny it is when you like, I didn't remember it to being this funny, but like seeing the, 
the four honor guards when they're in the present with Casey Jones. Like they don't do a whole lot, but there's that one point when he, he turns on the TV to show him a hockey game. He's like, okay, let's play hockey. And they just drop all their, all their gear and just start punching each other. <laughs> that was funny. I have never been a hockey fan and I'm just, and I don't watch hockey, but like, I get it. And I'm just like, this is funny. Cause again, it makes sense. They have no idea what this world is like. So they're here there and he shows them, you know, this TV. Cause I think they're about to fight or something. He's like, oh, and he turns the TV on to distract them. Right. And right. they fight anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I really, I really like, and I'm not sure it might be like a little bit, there might be like a little bit of like otherness, problematic racism, something or other there. Oh, there is. Um, sure. But not as, it's not as bad as it, like, you know, I don't think in any way do, do, do they make the, do they make the honor guard like look like idiots or, or like in or inferior. It's just that there's like a language barrier and it's and they're like, out of time. Oh, this is, and, and, and I mean, and I mean, honestly, like probably you would get like really excited if you saw like 300 year technology from 300 years from now. Oh, I a hundred percent buy that. Like when they're at the art, there's a, there's a point later on when the guy's activating the scepter and they got to get going and they don't want to go. And then like, also they're at the bars like, Hey, we're going home. Yeah, we're going home. They just keep playing in the arcade. Like they don't want to leave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, where would you, I mean, if you get to see a bar and you got to be these places where you're drinking and you're playing games and you're partying, like, why would you want to go back to being a warrior and killing people and getting, and what, and getting murdered? All that you know? junk food they were introduced to. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what, what the hell is this? Where we come from? This doesn't exist. I was thinking though, like there's a couple things about this movie that like lend itself to, I'd like to see the further adventures of these characters. First of all, uh, they have the they have this scroll that's got the turtles and Shredder on it, and it's like, where did that where did that prophecy come? Or like, is that a is that a prophecy or is that a a story of his of his ancestors? Like he says, like I, I wonder if if the turtles also like if Shredder comes back, you know, in a later story of this continuity, Shredder comes back and and goes even further back in time, and and they have to chase him and they have an adventure there. And that's what, what led to that scroll or like, uh, Casey says, you know, oh, well, you know, you know, leave, leave the TV because, uh, you know, it'll give you something to it'll give you a reason to come back. And it's like, <laughs> wouldn't I it like be cool that. if, wouldn't it be cool if, if they had, you know, if they, if they came, if they followed the up on that and ended up having to have an additional adventures with those guys. And then the last thing, the last thing is, wouldn't it be cool if when Michelangelo came back, if this was going to be the last, the last live action Ninja Turtles movie, obviously they had uh, the next mutation, which may or may not be in continuity. Mutation? Oh, you're talking about the show. Yeah, it the, was, the, it was the supposed TV to be show. A movie. Oh, it was. Yeah, but they made a TV show instead. Is that TV show supposed? To, Rich, you know, is it supposed to be the same canon as this movie? It, it was originally supposed to. I don't know if it ended up being that way. Okay, it's it's certainly not in canon. It's not in 2007 TMNT canon. Oh yeah, of course that because we don't have we don't have Venus to Milo. But I never finished that show. Nor did they. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it got canceled. If I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it has two seasons though. I'm pretty sure I, it went two seasons. Like, the short seasons, but yeah. I saw the crossover episode with. Uh, I saw the crossover episode with with the Power Rangers yep. in space. Um, I watched a little bit of it. I think my issue with the show what? was that it had. Yeah, they yeah they cross over with Power which Rangers, Rangers in space. In space, yeah, I know what, which like, oh, which set of Rangers is it? It's not the original yeah, ones. I in space, right? yeah, it's, it's, it's the ones. Five. It's Power Rangers in space. Is the, oh, okay, that's why I 
I for I I've never stuck around with Power Rangers enough. It's something where like I remember watching the original series when I was a kid, but that's where all my like history of it is. Even though someone a friend of mine is a big fan of it, and I just have not watched enough of it. <laughs> yeah, you have Mighty Morphin, which was two, which stuff. Was two, two or three seasons, and then you had and then you had Zeo, and then you had Turbo, and then you had In Space. Um, I have an expert on the on the and, on the episode right now. And right. In Space is uh, and In Space is is the is the last of that continuity that Zordon era. The, yeah. Yeah. I think, or well, yeah, I think they, they call back to it in later stuff and it's, I don't know. I, I'm sure that the continuity is more complicated now, but like after in space, you had lost galaxy, which was not related to in space. Like it's, <laughs> we it's, it's, it's like a, it's like a re it's like a reboot of continuity. Oh, Although oh. Balkan skull are still in it, I think. And, but, and I, well, back to the turtles. I know there was a joke at one point about uh, there was a Star Trek joke. I don't remember why they made a Star Trek joke, but I remember they did, and I laughed. Was it time travel? I think. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it, yeah. April says it's Star Trek time when they're uh, when the when the when the thing is starting to is starting to go when at okay. the end. I mean, again, reference to Star Trek Four, the worst movie. <laughs> Star Trek Four is not the worst. What are you talking no, it's not. about? Five is no one is. Never mind. One is. I mean. I mean, I would say Into Darkness is in, Into Darkness and and Beyond are both are both pretty are both pretty bad. Insurrection is also worse than any of the original trilogy movies or the original cast movies. I think all six of the original cast movies are pretty watchable. Yeah, f- yeah. One is a little one is dry, but it's still like it's still well done. Mm. And and five is five is is a little bit silly, but also not. I mean, compared with most movies that exist. Oh, another thing that I want to mention, Turtles Three. There's one point with Yoshi where they give him a yo, where he he, I think it was Mikey makes him a yo-yo. Raphael, Raph gives Raphael. it to him. Okay, they had to give Raphael a moment of being close to somebody. Well, yeah, because Raphael um, has this little bit of a relationship with Yoshi because Yoshi is is angry and he's and he's like, no, you shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't be angry, you shouldn't be getting ready to fight, you should be playing with. Isn't that kind of ironic coming from him? Well, I'll, I'll touch on that. So. I- Raphael in, in a lot of continuities, different media, he they, they give him that soft spot for innocence. So in this one, he has that connection with Yoshi. Uh, in the IDW comics, he's the only one with a pet, pet triceratops oh. named Pepperoni. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's a, that, that softer side of him that he gets to exhibit in Where most continuity. get a triceratops from? They time travel, too. Oh. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, and I mean, it makes sense because... Because when you have a flaw, when you have a character flaw, you can sometimes you can you, you can see other people who have that, you know, who have that same issue and maybe you can help them deal with it. And he and he sees uh, and I mean, and especially like we've he dealt with his he dealt with his anger issues a lot in the first movie. I don't have much memory. I don't remember the second movie if there's if there's angry Raphael stuff, but there was right, Rich. In the second one, not so much. They actually toned it down a lot from that okay. first one. But like he has, but I mean, he has been theoretically. He has been growing over the course of these films, and so some of his weaknesses, maybe he should be. You know, he's been there. You know, yeah. You know. Okay. And he, he even says he even says like something along the lines of like, I know this seems this this seems weird coming from me, but you need to work on your anger issues. Mm-hmm. Well, he would know, right? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> he would. Right. And I, mean, and, and I I really like that. So I the, like the, the relationship with, with Yoshi. Oh, I'm, I'm with sorry. But when it, when it comes to Raph, 
like when it comes to those anger issues, I think that's part of the reason why he does have those anger issues because he's so sensitive, you know, and it's mm. like, if you read the IDW comics, yeah, well, even, even Mirage too, they show his connection with his mother and things like that were deeper than maybe some of his brothers because he was so sensitive. And a lot of that he's transformed into anger in his, mm. in his as he's went along with his life. Also, another question I have, does Michelangelo ever even use his nunchucks in this movie? I don't remember them. I don't recall him seeing him. <laughs> I don't think he did. Pull them out. I don't know if he really used them. No, I don't think he ever used them for anything. I barely remember seeing them on the screen. And one thing we haven't talked about yet is we talked a little about Walker, but Walker has a villain. Like you see him throughout the movie off and on. And he's just so I think he's just so good. The way that he portrays like just being such an asshole and a mm. villain. And, you know, at one point the guy's like, OK, you know, the Dymo is trying to sell him guns. OK, we'll trade guns for silver and and silk. He's like, no, I want gold now. Because the threat is higher and the need is there. Mm. So he's being a capitalist, which made me laugh. But he's just such a good villain. The first one they seen like Clint Eastwood. And I just laughed. I laughed yeah, hard at that one. Seems like a very natural villain. And that always makes the best kind. Yeah. I mean, he throw like there's one part with him where it's like, you know, he's ready, you know, with a cannon. Like near the end of the movie, they're ready to, blow, you know, blow up, the, kill the turtles with a cannon. Which, again, is going to do a lot more damage than just killing the four turtles in front of you. But, you know, who, they didn't care. I really like how his character doesn't think that the turtles are, are demons mostly, which fits. Well, does that fit English? I can't, I feel like English was superstitious too, but maybe not as much. Japanese well, word. well, but he's, but he's like, he's like supposed to be, a, he's trying to be above it all. There's an, I think in a lot of cultures, there's uh there's this idea that the simple, the simple country folk will, will find superstition there's actually like a Spanish word for it, but I can't remember what it is, but it's like, it's like this idea that when something happens, when something happens, that's unexplained in, in the, you know, amongst, amongst like country folk, village, simple folk or whatever, it actually usually can be explained, but they're just too dumb to know. And so he has that, that's kind of his, his, his air that he's trying to put up, put on. He's, he's so much better than everybody else because he can, you know, he knows that these guys aren't real demons, that they don't have any real superpowers. You know, he can quickly identify that uh, that April is not a witch um, <laughs> because she doesn't turn him into a toad or whatever or shrink him down. That, that was funny, too, when she's threatening to turn him into a toad because and her radio goes off and the rap song starts playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that's a real that's a that's a really good scene and a really a really <laughs> powerful scene for her. I kind of feel like her character gets a little bit sidelined in this, but at least we get we get a few moments where it's like, she's like, yes, actually I am a badass." Um, and we can't forget there is a hammer time joke too, in this movie at some point there is, I think <laughs> and like, hammer time, and I'm just like, ah. <laughs> but then, but then at the end, Leonardo says, okay, okay, well, you know, they're there, you know, we're demons, you know, your bullets will just bounce off of us and kill you. <laughs> and then he says, and he says, well, why don't we, you know, well, if you're, if you're so why sure, don't why cannon? don't you shoot us? And then, you know, he goes to the cannon and which, which coincidentally, you know, he's a, he has the, he has the reflexes to, to, you know, to (laughs) go inside a shell. I, I just, just even as I'm describing this, I think it would be, I think it would be really cool if you wanted a really dark Ninja Turtles story to have, to have, or I mean, really cool. Just read IEW, plenty of it. But, but for a, for a, it would be an interesting plot moment if you had, somebody shoots at a turtle and they, their head goes in and then it ends up with collateral damage. 
like somebody, you know, an innocent behind them gets shot. I mean, that kind of happened with the cannon when the cannon misses. So, okay, this guy should be dead. Like there's when they're fighting the, <laughs> well, the he's Lord. Not, hmm? He's I wouldn't call the Daimyo innocent. <laughs> not innocent, but he he should have been dead. If a giant bell falls on you, I don't think you're going to survive. I know he was in the middle. I know, but still, and then the cannon hits it. Fucker should be dead. That's a, it's fine. It's, he's like, hey, it's Don King. But the point, but my point is the villain, uh, the, whatever his name is. Walker. Who? What? Walker. Walker Texas Stranger. Yeah. He, he does, he doesn't know if they're demons or not. And he's too scared and he, he's not confident enough, you know, to actually, sh- you know, because if he just took his musket and, and, sh- and aimed right at, and aimed right at, at Leo's chest, he'd be, Leo would be dead probably. <laughs> More than likely, and, but but be, but he was but he was scared, so he did the you know he did the cannon, which was to prove a point, and that was part of it. I mean, he's he's a good villain. I, I do like how he's obsessed with birds, and he keeps trying to escape. Like, oh, I can't forget the bird cage. <laughs> like I, I like that because it. I mean, again, it it played off for humor. And also, did you catch at the beginning that he probably murdered his kids? No, I didn't. Because he said, he said, you know, oh, kids, they're so annoying, especially when they're fighting for the other side. That's why I stick to birds now. Hmm. Okay. I remember the line, but I didn't put in the idea that he might have killed his own kids. But yeah, he's well, also I mean, the only person that's that the only way. That's the only way that he could have previously had kids who fought on the other side of a war. And then not have kids and anymore. And now he doesn't have them anymore. <laughs> wow. Okay, they threw a dark little line in there that I'm sure nobody really caught. Yeah, there's, no, there's so much, so much darkness in this movie that, but, but also this movie is so freaking hilarious. I, I just, I just, my yeah. wife was talking to my mother-in-law upstairs and and was commenting on how I was, I was just like cackling constantly when I was watching this film. I was laughing too. I was watching it downstairs. My wife's like, I'm not watching this crap. And she went upstairs and she could just hear me laughing at this movie. And I'm like, I, I didn't want to, I didn't think I was going to like this. I'm just sitting here laughing at it. Cause it's just funny. Speaking of the humor in this movie, I, I, there's one issue I did have with it. So obviously I've been praising Michelangelo this whole time, <laughs> but I feel that in this one more so than any other one or any other movies that they've come out with before, every turtle is nearly a carbon copy of the next, not only in appearance, but with most of their humor and lines. I feel majority of that should have been through Michelangelo and the rest maybe taken a little bit of a back seat, whereas everybody else feels very, very similar in this one. Yeah, you're 100% right. I would say they each have their own arc. Yes, I, I can think agree that, on that too, but I think they that, are uh, kind of copy. Well, I mean, they're, I don't know. I, I think they each have their, I think they each have their own arc. I mean, Leonardo doesn't do much, but Leonardo never does much. He had two movies uh, for that, or he did more. Yeah, There's a lot in the first movie. I don't know. I guess it's. I guess that's a kind of an okay criticism, except for it's like they are kind of all. I think it's valid to write them similar to write the characters similarly, as long as as long as what is actually happens to them rings kind of rings true. So I mean, Ra- Raphael definitely has a you know has a chip on his shoulder, but you know finds his finds his way with uh, you know finds his relationship with with Yoshi, Michelangelo. Weirdly wants to hit on, on Kenshin's girlfriend a bunch, <laughs> but it, you know, it does, you know, is his, his thing. And then, yeah, Don, I mean, this isn't really Donatello or Leo's movie. It's really about, it's really about all of them, but you have a lot, you have so many characters in the movie. Cause you have, I mean, you have, you have April, you have Casey, you have Splinter, you have Kenshin, yeah, you, have, so, you well, have, you have all the, you have the, the, the honor guard, you have the daimyo, you have the, 
the henchman, you have the fat guy, you have like it's just you have so many like more so than even than than even the previous than even the previous movies. Like everybody is a I feel like everybody at least is a character. It's a very much an ensemble piece rather than rather than just being a, a Ninja Turtles piece. So I can see how that would how that would then lend itself to maybe maybe not differentiating the turtles as much as 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 maybe you could have. What were you gonna say, Rich? So when you when you're talking about arcs, character arcs, and those are actually a bit different. Their their motivations or their side motivations, I should say, do differ. I don't want to say drastically, but differ enough to where it does give them some individuality. But when you get into the, their humor, specifically their humor, is way too similar for me when Michelangelo is supposed to be that guy. Um, and then when you contrast it with... But Michelangelo these, isn't supposed to be the only guy that has that. They kind of always have a sim- similar sense of humor amongst them. At least, well, or, or maybe not always, always, but like well, if you think about if you think about the cartoon show. That cartoon. Which is which at this point we have which at this point in in Turtles media we have we have the 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 comic which obviously these guys don't really resemble the comic book characters we have two previous movies and we have the and we have the the cartoon show yeah and in I the cartoon show the humor like a lot of the humor is about how all of them are telling jokes that all of them think is funny and so I I think that I like if you don't want to just have my I mean. That's the problem with the 2007 movie is that Michelangelo is the only one that that has any sense of humor, and so then it kind of sucks the it sucks the 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 levity out of the out of the film. So when you can you compare though this movie to the first and second cartoon, notwithstanding, because if we're talking strictly the movies, Michelangelo still plays that role and gets that chance to outshine and do his thing, and his personality becomes his own because of that. And this. It isn't necessarily his own. He pulls it off way better than everybody else does, as usual. But I just think each movie, as it goes along, they become more and more similar. See, I feel like I feel like Michelangelo and Donatello are carbon copies of each other in the first movie, and then and They're then very uh, close, yeah. And then um, and then you have and then Leonardo and Raphael have their fighting, mm. you, you know. So like they're they're the but it, but when they're all together, they're still you know they they all have that. You know, they all they all still have the. If you're talking about the humor, when when everybody when they're not fighting, which I think that the thing is that actually there's not a lot of drama between the turtles in this movie. I mean, yes, Raphael's like we lost a brother already, and no April, <laughs> and we're on horses. What's the you know you know like like he he gets mad when they first show up, but there's really not a lot of tension between them. They all kind of are working together throughout, which is actually like a nice. That's a. I think that's a good thing to have. You know, to have it be about the Ninja Turtles fighting the threat as opposed to infighting. As opposed to infighting, yeah. Sure, and I guess if if you want to look at it in a progressive way, as time has progressed, they can learn to work together more often. I suppose I can accept that. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not very. Unless you're talking about the cartoon, I, I'm not used to seeing them all having just about the same exact humor i just i think the cartoon is is a is a part is a is a, is a val is a pretty important piece of the puzzle at this point in in ninja turtles lore because i mean the comic you're watching well, the wasn't known yeah, the the people that are watching them the people that are watching the show especially the kids that are watching or the kids that are watching the movie are watching the show five days a week 
Well, actually, they're probably not watching it five days a week. They're at least watching it <laughs> Saturday. They're at least watching it Once Saturday mornings. Yeah. Uh, because, well, because just because Power Rangers is by the time this movie came out, Power Rangers was out. So Power Rangers came out the same year this movie came out. Yeah. Yeah. And I became a Power Rangers kid for a little bit. Uh, so I mean, I mean, this is this is kind of where where it's on the way out. But I mean, the vast majority of the you you are there were there are times that that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is syndicated five days a week and has an episode on Saturday. You know, so so I don't a know lot if it would have been of, yet. 90, well, ninety three. Okay, yes, probably. yes, definitely. In I just watched the documentary in nineteen ninety. <laughs> they were before they made the first movie. They were it was on six days a week, sometimes seven. So, and I forget how TV used to be sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was a lot. There was a lot. I mean, it was, it was, an, it was definitely when I was four years old, it was definitely an everyday thing. Oh, there's a know? couple things about this movie. I, I want to mention before we move on Uh one, there's a, like when they go and they're, and they're breaking people out of the, and they're, they go to the castle and they let people out of the, out of the prison. The prisoners come running out, carrying torches from the dungeon. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Why do they have torches? Because there's torches in the dungeon. How did, how else were they? A lot the of them have it? torches. Like it was just funny. They all they come out with like torches and stuff. And I think the, it was just it just was funny to me because like you shouldn't have anything. You're in a dungeon. I mean, it was it wasn't pitch black in the dungeon. There wasn't any funny. daylight. They also, have, with they didn't uh, have light bulbs. With Walker, I think it's funny how they don't kill Walker. He kind of does he kill himself because he's trying to escape. No, um, then, or, uh, uh, Casey uh, Jones wannabe shoots him right. Yeah. Yeah, he gets rope. hit with the he gets hit with the uh, with the can with the thing. It's the Disney, it's the trope of the Disney villain falling to their death. Like you don't want your heroes to actually kill them, but you want them to be you want them to be punished for their actions. And the way they do that is you make them fall off of a cliff. I don't think there was a splash at the bottom, was there? No, it was just dead. No, I think there, there would have w- been a splash. I think there no, was. There isn't. I think they showed him. They showed him hitting the water. No, I don't think they do. They just show them dropping. I just watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I did too this morning. I finished it. I, I watched it this afternoon. So Man, now I I'm think curious, I'm right. But I don't want to go back and watch it again. So, so I'm not going to find out. Regardless, I mean, he's he's dead, <laughs> you, you know. But, and then uh, when they, it's kind of touching how when they do go back, how Mikey doesn't want to go back at first. Mm-hmm. And then like even I think Raphael doesn't want to go back either. I mean, Mike Donatello does, of course, because he's like, I can't live without microchips. I laughed at that at that comment. Too. Really, yeah, really. Donatello is the only, Donatello and April are the only ones that want to go back at first, and then which I feel like makes sense that they feel like why should we go back to this place that we're not really wanted in? So I get it. Like I, I didn't question that at all. All right, I'm I reading right here, sense. guys. When Walker falls into the sea, he disappears before he hits the water. That's one of the goofs on IMDb. Okay, so oh. he disappears. Okay, so he, so there's no splash, but they sh- show him. Oh well, yeah, they don't they, cut away. They don't yeah. cut away. He he just he just hits the water and and there's no splash. Yeah, somebody casted a Magic the Gathering blink spell on him and he <laughs> popped out of existence. Oh, oh. oh, maybe he goes. Maybe he goes back in time to to the earlier times to team up with feudal feudal Shredder and then and then they pull the turtles back to kill. Yes. Hey man, there you go. Fan fiction. Do your thing. <laughs> Hey, I'm just could've... saying. I'm just saying they could have done so much more stuff like with this, like the, the you know, like if you did like a sequel comic book or a sequel novel, you know, Ninja Turtles three two, just like the Final Fantasy, <laughs> right? Exactly, like like you do with Final Fantasy or or whatever. You could have you could have uh, kind of kind of done a follow up, or they do that with 
they do that with uh with a lot of the star trek movies there will be like a a novel that is like following up on themes from from a from a particular movie or that takes place like five minutes after the end or five minutes before the beginning of uh of a particular movie as like a as like a tie-in novel they do that with star wars too mm-hmm. um yeah, I don't think the turtles have too much of that, but who knows? I never well, listened to it. But there's freaking a million comics, so you know. I do own some of them for turtles. I mean, so they do have the alternate only... universes. If you think about the last Ronin that's out there right now, and that's yeah. going okay. on as, at the same time as the the main series. This is my soapbox on the the last Ronin. <laughs> so I didn't want to. I knew that it was going to be delayed when the first issue came out, right? Just because I just had that feeling in my stomach. I was like, this is like a prestige indie title. It's going to be delayed. People are making a big deal about it. It's got 75,000 covers and reprints and stuff. It's going to be delayed forever. The first issue came out in like, I think 1995, right? No, it came out in like, I think it literally came out at the end of 2019. If if um, if my math is right. Last Ronin uh, might have been 2020. May, yeah, maybe the end of. Tw- Last Ronin isn't done yet, is it? Right, no, and it's, it's not going. done yet. Okay, they are right now. We are waiting on issue five. Mm-hmm. It is now twenty twenty two, and and I but I just I'm waiting for the trade. The trade isn't coming out until June. How many issues is it going to be? Five. <laughs> no, it, it it came out in twenty twenty. That was the first issue. Okay, okay. So is the end of was it the end of twenty twenty? Like November of twenty twenty? Ten twenty eight. October twenty eighth, twenty twenty. Yeah. So. They've basically it's basically been coming Damn. out quarterly. Okay, well, I mean, I can give it the aspect of you know COVID, so they were behind. Well, I, but... I think they're just trying to stretch it out too, knowing that they have such a short story. I yeah, I don't. I mean, I mean, it's probably I I don't know. I I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but like I just I knew that I didn't that I one I that I wasn't really like it's the kind of story. So for those who don't know what the last Ronin is, it's a, it's a future like horrible future story of of one of the only one of the Ninja Turtles is still alive. And, and then, you know, that, and that sort of that character, a a story with just that character in this horrible future. And it's good and dark and Eastman and Laird are writing it, or one of them's writing it or something. But I just, I knew that it would, I knew that it would be like a really good, and I'm sure that like, once it's all out, people are going to be like, Oh, this is so great. And then there'll be like a movie adaptation and, all this and all this stuff and people are going to talk about it. Like it's one of the greatest comics ever written for five minutes until they forget about it and talk about the next thing. Yeah, but this is probably coming off fashion. The doomsday clock, right? Like I just doomsday clock. Well, no, no, actually <laughs> okay, doomsday clock mind. was, was every other month. It was just that doomsday clock was, was 12 issues. Yeah. yeah more I know issues. So, so at this point, at this point it has, at this point, it's yeah, I guess it technically is going to come out faster than the entirety of Doomsday Clock, but also Doomsday Clock wor- read really well in standalone issues, but that's its own thing. But <laughs> anything, um, any last thing you want to say about TM? My point is, I want to I want to read this comic in one sitting. I want to read the whole story in one sitting in an afternoon, and I've been waiting so freaking long, and it won't freaking come out. And hurry up! I'm that's my soapbox. Okay. Other, uh, they want to talk about the ending of this movie real quick about how like touching it is where Mikey, they don't want to go back that like we were saying the samurai don't want to go back. But then like 
how they all do, but Mikey, because he took too long, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't grab their hands or he doesn't warp when the rest of them warp. And they're like, oh, God, we lost Mikey. And the face of the samurai, when all of a sudden he's standing next to all these turtles, he just screams. And I thought that was perfect. <laughs> because, like, that's what you should be doing. I mean, like, all of a sudden you're just surrounded by a bunch of turtles. You have no idea what the hell's going on. You have, you right. only saw a giant talking rat. You're like, you just scream and he runs. I thought that was just hilarious. Him coming back down the down the ladder was cool. I just I I think it would have been a lot cooler if 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 it had been if he had been like ten years older or something. Like if okay if something had if something had happened where like they were outside the time space continuum and then they figured out how to do it right and then he was able to come back and he had like lived a lifetime that would have been like a really cool ending. But uh, but only if but only if uh, this was only if they knew this was going to be the last thing which. They didn't. No, they thought there'd be another movie, I'm sure. Yeah. And there was and there was a TV show after that. And there was another movie, you know. So, yeah, you know, I mean, it's you know, it is what it is. But uh, they didn't know that. And the other thing, like how sad Mikey is, you know, because, again, they, they feel out of place in modern day, which makes sense. And then, you know, the whole like the ending of Splinter putting on the, the lampshade that he, that Mikey got as a gift and dancing. And we made a comment earlier about the Elvis, like that's just that scene of him just cheering him up by that and helping him deal with every, you know, deal with it in a way. Like I thought it was a sweet and they all start dancing at the end. I thought it was a really cute ending. I liked it. I laughed too. Great film. Great film. All right. I think we should go to shelf stacker box and Rich, do you want to go first? Sure. For me, this is something I would, uh, I would shelve it. Okay. You know, as a, if you would have asked me years ago uh, <laughs> before I watched it again, you know, just yesterday, I would have said, oh, that's going straight in the box or I'm frisbeeing that in the dumpster. But now uh, I, I can appreciate it a lot more being that I'm older and I can kind of analyze things in a more mature way. Um, I do like it. I do like it. I would put it up there just just as well with the, the other movies for sure. OK. Well, what about you, Kendall? So I would say. uh Especially after revisiting uh, the 2007 movie, this is probably my second favorite Ninja Turtles movie. I need to revisit the Michael Bay stuff because I did oh, like know. those more than a lot of people. Like kind of like you know, kind of like how you I like the Star Wars prequels, but the original trilogy is still better. These these uh, we didn't even talk like we didn't even talk about. I know it's I know it's this is the third movie with like that, but like those costumes look so great. <laughs> those those the the animatronics of of the turtles, like they look so real. And there was this time, like, I'm not usually the guy that says practical effects are better than CG. I actually think usually CG is better or practical effects that are touched up with CG or whatever. But if you can pull off, like Jim Henson could pull off those puppets in a way that it looked really real. I mean, those just looked like those guys. And you know, I, I just, I think those costumes are just so amazing. But in yeah, this no, one this or is, the others? I mean, all of them. I, I think all the all, uh, across the across the board, uh, the 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 technology to be able to make to bring those new, those turtles to life is just like it's 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 insane. Like I, I feel like I feel like it is something that has not been equaled in basically anything that has come out since. And I mean, you know, because and we don't have Jim Henson anymore, so probably. Nothing like that ever will come. There out. was a on this one. There was a different company producing those. Uh, oh suits. well, well, but they, but I'm sure that they were. I'm sure that they were standing on on his shoulders. I mean, it, there's got to they they. It had been done. It had been done twice before, and they were just doing the same thing. So, I mean, you could really, you could there. Now that we have CGI, 
those characters are CGI and they're ugly. Yeah. And I mean, (laughs) like, I don't want to, I don't want to bag, I don't want to bag on that, but like, but like we, we just, this is, this is something from a, from another time that is, that is a unique film. Uh, obviously, obviously, uh, uh, shelf. Okay. (laughs) I, I mean, I mean, like, like literally I think it's, it's on my shelf, but yeah, I, this is, this is like one of my, there's only, there's only a, I could probably count on, on one hand, the number of franchises where I will revisit the films, Star Wars, Dune, no, <laughs> well, only if I, well, well, D- Dune, Dune 1984, but, uh, but like Star Wars, you know, if we're talking about franchise stuff, like I, you know, I would put this ahead of back to the future. I would put this ahead of Lord of the Rings. I would put it ahead of Indiana Jones. I like, agree with one of those, but not two of them. Like I would say, I mean, really, like I'm just I'm trying to like probably. I mean, I don't really revisit MCU stuff or X Men stuff. I don't recommend that either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as, far as, as far as like rewatchability, this is this is something that this is something that is is like just really is just really important for me. Okay, it's That's also how easy. I feel about the the first Turtle movie. I watch it annually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, the first one is better, but who cares? Like, I mean, you know, Empire is better than A New Hope, but A New Hope's still a good movie. Like, you know, I disagree with you. You think that A New Hope is a bad movie? <laughs> I do. I'm not saying I'm right. I just I love A New Hope. No, that's another that's another podcast. Okay, episode. so you lo- so so you think so? Are you saying that you think Empire is a bad movie? Then no, Empire is a great movie. I think New Hope is a better movie. That's fine. That's fine. That's an okay opinion to have. But that's but that's but what I'm saying is just because. Just because it's not as good as the other movie in the franchise, or we disagree about which movie is better in the franchise, or whatever, uh, doesn't mean that it, that the other that the movie in the other movie in the franchise isn't excellent. You know, no, I, I think I like I like Godfather better than Godfather Part Two. Some people like Godfather Part Two better than Godfather. Um, well, Part Three, huh? I've never seen Part Three. It's okay. Um, I but you know it has it's its, people have its opinions. But no, this movie is this movie's this movie's great. Okay, I'm going to go last. Um, I'm actually going to put this on the shelf, too. I did not expect to say that when we started watching this yesterday. I came into this, like I said before, no expectations, but I was laughing my ass off during this movie. And I don't like comedies. I, I don't usually, it's not my type of movie, yet the fact that these jokes were so much jokes from the 80s movies and the idea that they were just, you know, watching TV because they're stuck in the caves and they can't. Something just clicked with me where I had a great time watching this. I'm putting on the shelf, and I will tell people, like, if you haven't seen it in years, try it. And if you smoke, maybe you should smoke first, then watch the movie if you do that, because you'll probably enjoy it even more. But it's definitely worth revisiting. It it didn't age badly like I thought it would. Now I was surprised. Right. It really didn't. Like, I would say, because I, I think there have been times that I revisited it and was a little bit and was a little bit unhappy with, like, the the convoluted, slightly messy plot. But I think on this viewing it's just so funny and they really, and I mean, the plot really does work surprisingly like, like <laughs> it kind of shouldn't, it kind of should be more it of should. a mess. There's aspects. Yeah. Like, like the guy that like the Casey Jones, not Casey Jones in the past, like seems like a really like forced added in character at times, but it, but he's there. Cause he's there. Cause you got to have a bad guy to kill the other bad guy. It worked. Like, yeah, it totally it, cool it totally works. To see him play a different actor. I will to play a different character, the same actor. All right, and I'm going to wrap this up. If you did enjoy this episode, we have done other turtles, not a whole lot for some reason, cuz I, I don't know why actually. I don't have an answer for that, dude, Rich either. 
That's why we haven't that. done more turtle stuff. <laughs> we did T- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze, uh, film 16, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, IDW Origin, comic 19, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the film, film 7, the first movie from 1990. And then we also did, which did not show up for some reason. Let me see here. I, we did TMT Shadows of the Past, comic 28, and TMT Turtles in Time, episode 44. So if you need more turtles, check out all those episodes. So I'm happy that we did cover the we covered the first three movies. Finally, we do one a year for some reason. <laughs> I wonder if there'll be another one out by the time we finish. I hope so. You're the boss. If I keep I mean, another movie out before I finish getting all seven of these done. So in the next three years, eh, I hope so. I think I think that's doable. Yeah, six, there's six movies. A seven count turtles forever. Eight if you count Batman. Oh, yeah. But I, I, I hate the designs in Batman. That's. That's something we didn't talk about. Like, oh, that's an older episode. Classic, Kendall, classic turtle designs I love, and modern <laughs> turtle designs I hate. They're good in the idea of you. I'm that guy. Um, Kendall, where can people find you at? Kendallcast.ninja. Uh, celebrating me, uh, uh, media and movies. Media, hobbies, and passions since yeah. 2014. Uh, yeah, uh, let me think if there's a movie that we talked about. We didn't talk about any Ninja Turtle movies. No, you did Star um, Wars. You did Dune, Serendipity, not Serendipity. You can uh, find Technodrome Tales uh, on the, I don't know if Technodrome Tales is still on the internet anywhere, but that was a podcast I did where we were rewatching the animated series. And we did a, we did a review on the first movie as well, but, um, by Brad Bell. Yep. Yep. Brad Bell. Still. Oh, it does still exist. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, the real Brad Bell. He's he's a good guy, but it, it we only did like eight episodes or something. But we did the we did the whole first series and uh, the uh, and the and the movie and and we made a joke about how in the first episode of Happy Days, uh, somebody must have uh, pinned Richie's brother to the wall with a knife <laughs> so that he couldn't okay. ever come back downstairs. And I think about that joke almost every day. Okay, because because that's that's how that's what happens in in uh the in the cartoon he gets banished because he doesn't bow because uh uh the uh, whatever the whatever shredder's real name is sticks a knife on his to pin his back to the wall so he can't bow and then he gets like banished for that okay and if you enjoyed this episode you can find all our other content on podbean if you don't find it on your regular pod catchers and if you want to help support the show we do have a patreon for as little as a dollar, you can support us, and you can vote in the monthly Patreon polls that we currently have. Definitely go check that out. Want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro, outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Half Fury. You can follow her on TikTok. You'll see a link in the show notes. Also, want to give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who did the MCU movies with me roundup. You can find him. He started his own podcast, A Gamer Looks at Forty. Definitely go check him out. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We are on YouTube with audio only, but we're there if you want to see listen to us that way. And I think that's everything we need to say about this movie. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.